0: Downtown, building downtown. Hey, anyway, it's the building downtown. You can follow us on social media at the building DT. You can follow and subscribe to the show on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Shoe, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm your host Jason Kelly. You can follow me at jkellymma. You can follow my co-host Krill Kasatsky at Krill Raps. You can follow my other co-host Amy Bart at Ames Bell. So the guest we have on today, he was. He, you've, I'm sure the listeners heard me say it a lot of times, even recently, because we had Kid Twist on. That Nameless is the first guest ever, but before the kind of teardown and rebuild, when Curl, brought, Curl and I brought Amy in, and we really started pumping these shows out on a regular basis and building some content, this man is actually technically the first guest ever on The Billion Downtown. He is also the matchmaker for BTC MMA. They got a show coming up June 5th, Rob Beavers. How's it going, my man?
1: Doing really well, guys. Thanks for having me. I didn't realize that I was the first ever guest. That's uh, that's quite a feather in the cap. No yeah, you,
2: you started this.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, sorry. So make sure you add that to your LinkedIn. Absolutely. <laughs> so, no, I'm glad to talk to you again. Crazy yay that it's been almost a year and a half since we spoke, since the last BTC, which was February 29th, 2020, right before the world went to absolute shit. So I guess vacation's over for you. You're back to work now, as far as matchmaking goes. Uh, The one thing we did talk about is that uh, it's an Ontario-based regional MMA show. You guys are looking to stick in Ontario. So, I mean, I think, you know, you can assume some things, definitely, if you've been paying attention to what's going on for the past year and a half. But why BC? Uh, Well, the
1: first province to start doing shows again uh basically it was we, we they had bfl and and rise did some shows uh i think back in march and we were waiting and waiting for ontario to kind of pull their heads out of their asses and, and failed miserably so we <laughs> you
2: hard. won't be waiting sir <laughs>
1: yeah and so just like what well, what do we do well let's let's pack up and head west and and all this whole year that things were going on, um, Jay at BFL and I have been t- talking about not a co- what kind of a co-promotion, but but not a co-promotion, um, like sp- sharing the costs. If we can't have fans, then it's you know there's a ton of overhead and a great expense. So if we can share the costs on a venue, the cage setup, the production setup, and all that other stuff then maybe it makes a little bit more sense if it's not such a punch in the mouth uh, financially. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, wasn't sure it would ever happen, and here we are. It's happening.
0: And mm-hmm. building the card, what was that like? Your job as a matchmaker, It's uh, there's so many restrictions crossing borders, country to country, even province to province. So uh, what uh, new challenges did you face compared to the, the past nine BTC cards? <sighs>
1: um, I would say that we're pretty well like business as usual with the fact that uh, uh, or we can't have any Americans or anyone outside of Canada, obviously. Um, so that was, that was fine. It only limited really the top portion of the card. Cause with regional MMA, you're, you're not flying guys in for, for debut opponents or whatever. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, so that's, that's like sort of solved some bigger problems as far as what the top of the card might've looked like. Um, but there's, we've had a ton of support from, from all the athletes. Like the, I can't believe the flood of people that were, I'll do a, whatever it takes to get on a card. are I'm ready to go. I've been training, blah, blah, blah. Um, so this one came together, uh, pretty, Now nah, I wouldn't say easily. They're never easy, but this one came together pretty quickly. And I've been sort of white white knuckling my way through the last couple of weeks <laughs> waiting for somebody to, to get COVID or somebody to get injured and pull out and, and uh, knock on wood, we're, you know, on inside two weeks and, and I've got 11 fights.
0: Yeah. But then you just said that. So now.
1: I've been saying it though. I say, knock on <laughs> wood. it's just, it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. It's one of those things where I've, we have uh, 11 fights. We've never had 11 fights on a card. We've always wanted to have like 12, 13 fights. Um, so if we make it, to the finish line, June fifth. Um, well, not only will we be back, but the tenth show will have the the most fights on it that we've ever had.
2: How's the uh, venue situation in BC? Where you going? Is it uh, is there limited fans? Is there masks? What what are the what are the what are the rules are they, like, that are given you?
1: Lots of them. Uh, there are no fans. Oh, yeah. um, no, no fans still, eh? None yet. Nothing. Um, so you can um, buy the pay per view btcfight.ca uh, btcfight.ca slash live um right. select your favorite fighter that's on the card and you'll save yourself 10 bucks you'll you'll uh support that athlete and i think i don't know if it's fight week or a couple days before but we'll bump the the pay-per-view price um at that point i think it's 20 20 bucks 25 bucks right now um, but yeah there's tons of restrictions with the venue um, it's there's only a few people in in i think that like sherry irene myself um will be pretty well the only bodies see, like watching um Jesus. everybody else will be working um whether it's like a social distance inspectors or or commission people or what have you um social the, distance
2: inspectors eh
1: yeah yeah that's wow. uh that's what we're calling it um that way we can have a couple more employees um, at the venue um, taking in the, the events, but also, um, quote unquote, working. Um, we've, had two, we've had to have two meetings with the commission and all the athletes and all the coaches uh, with COVID rules and stuff. So they'll be, uh, they have to arrive to the venue at a specific time, not earlier, not later, ready to go. Mouthpiece, cup, shorts, ready to rock. And they get an hour to wrap the hands, warm up and get ready to go. And once the fight that's in the cage is done, those guys will go to the medical room. They'll leave. The next fight will come up. Somebody, the the next fight after that will show up to the venue. That's an
2: an obstacle course before the fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I just, uh, I I don't know why. I probably assumed that BC is going to have some fans because States has such an aggressive opening plan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. So I thought maybe, maybe BC is going to have some fans.
1: No, I think we'll see fans in Canada uh, sooner than we think. Um, it's I don't know that it's going to be BC uh, as far as the first province back with fans, but um, sooner than we think there will be fans at uh, MMA events.
0: Have you uh, had conversations with any sort of politicians or lawmakers or whatever sort of people you guys would need to talk to to know where you stand, when you can throw an event, during all of this shit? Have you had... Any sort of conversations with uh, people like that? I'm not sure if that would be. Would that be like a city hall thing or like how would that, that work? Because I know you're not always in the same city as well when you're in Ontario. So, you know, no. people. Sorry, yeah, the,
1: we're regulated by the Ontario Athletic Commission. So they would be the the people that talk to you like, as far like city to city. We couldn't go to, say, Timmins or Thunder Bay where numbers might be really low or whatever. Um, the rules especially right now it's it's blanket province wide it doesn't matter where you are um can't you can't go to a buddy's house for fireworks or um a fight night or something like that it's it's ridiculous but as far as finding out where we sit on the totem pole it didn't take long for me to figure out that um the sport of mma whether it's well amateur is a whole other thing a whole other beast there's there does not appear to be a ton of of interest um the governmental side about amateur mma in ontario there's it's it's still illegal uh believe it or not yeah. but um the the government does not give two shits about mma yeah play yeah. simple i talk to the commission is not off as often anymore because the answer is has never changed and uh and that's like he doesn't know when we're coming back, when we'll be able to come back. If we'll be able to do shows with no fans, um, he's not getting like, like they're not giving him any, any guidance or any information, uh, at least not that he's able to, to provide to me. But, um, you know, if, if we're allowed to play golf, we're allowed to t- do tennis and other things like that. Um, my kids could do hockey all winter long and shit like that. There's no reason why we can't safely make this happen. And, um, it's just forced us to go out of province. And then sadly, um, if it's a good thing and it's a good fit, like maybe we do six shows a year, but only two or three of them in Ontario. Um, you know what I mean? It it's just hurts the sport in, in Ontario overall. Right.
0: From the fighters that you, you speak with on, on a regular basis or stay in touch with from past cards, you have relationships with whatever it may be. Have you heard a lot of people, especially the Ontario ones having a hard time even training? No, the
1: ones that want to train and want to fight figure um, it out. <laughs> yeah, they've they've all been doing it. The ones that uh, that don't really like, they're just sort of, you know, I don't want to say like weekend warrior type things, but somebody that's like talks up they want to fight, but but then when push comes to shove, they never really do. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones that I've noticed uh, that are like, oh, say I can't go to the gym, I'm not going. Um, those that want to train will figure it out, and and I think we've seen. Uh, like a guy like Terry Lemaire is a good example of somebody who's taken advantage of COVID and, and has spent a ton of money traveling to the States on his own dime mm-hmm. to get fights and he's getting he's not getting like softball matchups. He's getting like really good fights and good matchups and he's winning these fights. And he's a guy that's made it makes like made it work. It's been tough, but he's figured out how to train, he's figured out how to get fights and stay active and and he's quickly climbing the ranks at one thirty five. Um in canada but he's doing it in the states
0: wow during this this whole shit where you, i know you guys were planning for something it was london wasn't it, it was a um, plan for something i thought london was i could be wrong for, no, for the, sorry we, go were,
1: we shifted gears after after kitchener for the like what i keep referring to is our super or our, our wrestlemania our super bowl mm. um the june show in burlington burlington, burlington. Yeah, Burlington's home base, and and that's we've done Night of Champions and the, those events there, and those are always our our most attended. Um, they're our biggest events. So we were shifted gears after after Kitchener in, in February, and we were we were ready to, to blow the doors off the Central Arena yet again. But um, that didn't even get off the ground really.
0: Yeah. So obviously, looking for opportunity throughout this whole pandemic, was there ever a point where the discussion came up of just closing the doors for even temporarily no nope.
1: no Sherry and I have been in community uh, and, and her and I' we we're, we're, we're good friends as it is so we're gonna talk a lot regardless but we spent the entire year and a bit that we've been off trying to figure out how we're gonna make it work where we can go what what changes we're gonna we've made so many more so many improvements like this has not been a wasted year for us Um Yes, we haven't been able to put shows on, but we've tightened up a few things that, um, that we've learned over the last couple of years that, uh, that needed improvements or how do we do this or how should we do that. We've tightened a ton of that shit up and, and, um, and it's got us even more excited about getting back at it because we're going to be new and improved and it really was sort of by accident.
0: The biggest cost obviously for you guys is putting on the events, marketing the events, everything else. but is are there any costs when you you know you're just idling, not doing anything you know because you've been strapped, you haven't been able to for the past 16 months or 18 months almost. are there any costs that, that are like you know monthly costs, weekly costs to keep something like this running? No, it's,
1: um, we, like I'm on, um, like a per event basis as far as what I do. Yeah. Um, uh, Patrick who does all the media stuff. Um, he, he's been just, he's been still flying, uh, flying away. He works at the gym too, does the media for the gym and he's got a couple of the things that he's got going on. Um, so that, that cost just sort of maintained, uh, maintained itself. But outside of that, as far as the the business operations of it are, are concerned, there's there's nothing. It's just it's event per event basis. So we've had you know we've got the deposits out in different spots for um, for our future shows that we've had planned, but um, those that are hanging on to those and we're hoping to fulfill those this year. But no, as far as monthly costs and stuff like that, no.
0: Uh, with BTC nine, uh, I was there covered it live in person it was an amazing event it was an amazing yeah krill is actually with me he was the the co-host that you credentialed who wasn't uh, on the show with me and you last year but uh that thing you know being there watching it it was great the vibe the atmosphere the fans everything else but on on the btc side of things was it a success
1: yep oh yeah
0: Yeah? oh yeah Yeah. most successful one yet
1: um I don't know if, if it was the most successful one yet, but if it wasn't, it was damn close. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's just that. no, i I don't care, but I, mean, I got a, I got a ton of stuff going on as it is, but, um, I don't, I've never done finished a show and, and, and was like, well, what, what was the final number? I, I kind of keep my eye on the ticket count, stuff like that. But, um, I, my job is to make sure that the people are entertained um by putting these the fights on and stuff like that i don't i don't pay too too much attention at yet anyways to to the the nuts and bolts and the the bottom line um but as far as what i'm what i understand that was one of the, probably top three i bet you that kitchener show was top three right um for one of the burlington shows if not two of the burlington shows the windsor show was really well done too and kitchener was um was fantastic
0: yeah, that means that you're probably coming back at some point. Yep. That's, I like to hear That's that. That's the
1: type of, the, I would probably rank that one in, in like I would probably put that ahead of Windsor simply because I, I much prefer that venue setup. That um, To me, it's more legit than, like we were at an indoor soccer field um, in Windsor and the, the venue was fine. It worked well and everything like that. But I prefer the seating at like you would have at the, at the auditorium and and the dressing rooms, how they're all set up. It just, it makes it a lot easier um, to get some of the things taken care of in a venue like that. Um, And it's legit. It adds legitimacy in my opinion, to, to what we're doing. If we're, and it's a huge expense to do that. I mean, it's way cheaper to do the indoor soccer field. um, But we prefer to spend a little bit more money to put on a better, like give the fighters a more realistic and more professional atmosphere um, with the dressing rooms and the walkout and the, the, the lights and all that other stuff um, than just putting a show together just to, you know, kind of smash and grab a couple bucks. bucks.
0: Mm-hmm. Like you said, you keep an eye on ticket sales somewhat. Were they, uh did they, they go well or at least as planned for that venue? In Kitchener? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was, I was, I would say they had exceeded my expectations simply because Awesome. We didn't get – I was hoping for, I think, five or six um, more athletes from Kitchener itself um, to be on the card. And for whatever reason, um, that support just wasn't there. Um, so that was kind of disappointing. But I think for – like based on who we had on the card to to draw out some numbers um, and then just the, the the organic ticket purchase from our marketing and stuff like that was – was tremendous. I was really happy with, with uh, the attendance at Kitchener. And
0: uh, Jesse Ronson got the call to the UFC right after that. There's no, I know I have from talking to you before uh, you guys don't stand in the way of something like that. You don't try to get in the way of it, but was there even a conversation? Like, was he, you know, a possibility for a future BTC card? So you guys had at least have a conversation or was it like you found out like the rest of us did?
1: So yeah, um... Jesse he was on a one a, just a single fight contract if I'm not mistaken um, for a couple of reasons we'll, um, one, he I think he might have been under contract somewhere else that they let him fight for us, which was cool oh,
0: nice.
1: um, but um, but yeah there's never there was always a conversation with Jesse for for uh, another fight later that year for sure mm-hmm. um, but uh, but no, there's absolutely never going to be a situation where Um, and let like if UFC belt or one, you know, PFL, even um, maybe to a lesser extent, XFC um, some of those bigger shows, if they were to call and say, Hey, can I use your guy? Or if the the athlete comes to us and says, Hey, I got this opportunity here. Do you you guys mind? The answer is never. Yes, we mind. And no, you're not taking that. Um, The whole purpose of, of a, of a regional Fight promotion is to build guys up to send them off to those other places. Why would you ever stand in, the, in get in the way of it? Um, Scott Hudson's a prime example of that. He's he's in that welterweight tournament at uh, or 55 pound tournament. Sorry, with XFC. Yeah. And uh, and I, I I think unfortunately he's going to miss the fight this week because he got COVID. But um, um, he went in there performed really well in his first fight and and was slated to fight this neck this coming weekend, but. Yeah, we're never going to stand in the way. Even if it's a, on, a, on a regional situ, um, situation, if we have guys that are under contract that uh, that we don't have anything lined up for them at the time or something like that, and they get an opportunity from um, wherever, BFL, um, the places down in the States where all the guys are fighting. Adam Asenza fought down in, in Kentucky or somewhere. Um, he's under contract with us, but it's they give us – they call us – the the answer
2: is yeah hell yeah go for it that's a beautiful yeah. thing because you hear about people getting screwed over contracts all the time yeah. athletes music everywhere people hold people down and thing you know what i mean so it's a, it's it's a great thing you're doing by letting people go it's, like that.
1: it's all for growth right the the purpose of this whole thing is for all of us to grow the for the promotion to grow for the
2: athletes to grow all that stuff right so and i'm sure people would be happy to give the give back to the promotions that allowed them to do that you know what i mean
1: well, that's, yes, you hope that's the case. That's, <laughs> well, that's, also, that's
2: just the way I'm seeing it played out. Like I'm putting myself yeah, in that situation, right? So
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I I agree with you. But it's always like, there's always that like, couple assholes that are like, you need me more than I need you.
2: Well, no, I'm the star, right? Shit like that. Oh, shit. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Those are the
0: fun I, ones.
1: Yeah, well, that's like, okay, no problem. Show me. And then they call you six months later. Can I fight for you guys again soon? Like I just kind of haven't
0: had anything going on. Get lost, man. So you've dealt with you had a, you've had some dealings like that throughout your uh, your matchmaking career. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Of course. You're all, there's there's dickheads everywhere.
0: And so is there? Has there been any that uh, you know what I mean? They they were a complete fucking prick. And then some time passed and then you had to deal with them again and things were all right. Like, is it something you can look past professionally or is it kind of just like, you know, you're showing your true character right now. I don't want anything to do with you ever again.
1: Um, I'm trying to think it's, it's been, it's been rare. There's, there's definitely been a couple um, situations that weren't ideal, but it's um, overall the, the guys are great. Um I'm trying to think of a couple situations here, but um, I'm drawing a blank. Oh. I don't know who the, who it would be. I can't remember. But there's been a couple, yeah. Where they there's been a couple that that it was like a, a fuck you match on both sides, and that we just left it at that, and no one said anything to each other since. <laughs> um, there's also been a couple situations that you know got a little heated, and then time passes and. The phone rings, whether it's me picking it up to make the call or them calling me, and it's it's like it didn't happen. And you have to have a short-term memory in this type of stuff, and preferably
0: not from CTE. What about in-house staff members? Like, Since you guys have been going, have there been a few fucking morons that got past the front gate and you guys had to get rid of them? Um, what do you mean by that? Like any sort of people you guys hired for staff, whether they're they're paid or they get some other sort of perk out of it and they're not they're either not hauling their weight or they're difficult to work with or whatever it may be. People who are not fighters, not managers, people like that, people that are actual like staff. Like you Yeah, I
1: mean we are pretty we we run a pretty thin um, as far as staff goes. We'll get a few interns coming in for some photography and um, stuff like that. Um, and I remember there was somebody like, and I mentioned earlier that we learned stuff show, like each show. And one of the things that we learned uh, a few shows back was that everybody that like all the media that you hire for photography or whatever, they all want to be cage side,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Because that's where the action is. So we said, okay, we're going to split it up. There's going to be X at the, at the cage. There's going to be a couple people doing the walkouts, a couple people in the crowds, whatever. And there was one person that was tasked with like taking shots of the fans and stuff in, in the arena. Yeah. And they immediately left their post and went cage side and took somebody else's spot that that they were given like a cage side pass to or whatever and it was a <laughs> it wasn't like a dust up or anything but it was just the old tap on the shoulder like hey man what the fuck are you doing here mm-hmm. you gotta just go somewhere else but uh no as far as staff was we're we're pretty lean like you, you probably might have noticed that sherry and i are pretty active on the floor we're not sitting there watching um a lot of it. We're out running around doing different things, or, or on the radio, um, you know, getting the next fight ready to go, and um, we're pretty involved in it. So the the staff on the ground that day is is thin. We'll have a couple runners that that their job would be to bring up the the fighters from their their change rooms and what have you. But um, yeah, no, yeah, the answer yeah, your question. No,
0: yeah, you, you guys wear multiple hats, especially on uh, on the, the night of the event. Like you said, you know, being at BTC nine, Krill and I were talking earlier about when we met you and it was like, when we first walked into like the actual venue, like where the cage was and everything. And we came in where like through, um, for those that don't know, it's a hockey arena. So there's like where the Zamboni would drive through those doors were open. You were standing right there. You just finished speaking to someone. I told you who I was shook your hand. You're like, thanks. uh, Like, nice to meet you. Thanks for coming. Really glad you could make it. And zoom, you were gone. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you you can see all night long. You're just boom, 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 all over the place.
1: Yeah, that's why I wish these were like, um, like two or three day events. As far as where we are, like when we were in Ottawa and we were in uh, Peterborough, um, those were were better because um, I'd be there for like three days, maybe, right? So you have time to to grab lunch with some people or get some training in um, with you know one of the local gyms or whatever stuff like that. It kind of um not just straight running around like a fool all the time um so the 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 shows that when they're they're home or i can drive to like the kitchen is 45 minutes from here Mm. from where i am so it's that was like um i I buzzed in for the weigh-ins and then um i think i came back home and then um, drove back out um on the day of the fight so it was like right up against the clock so there's no time to mingle and, and sort of you know have a beer with with somebody like yourself um to just sh- shoot the shit and and um you know humanize the whole thing mm-hmm. and just running around like crazy and it um you know at the end of the night it's over and you're like sh- I want to go have a beer and and hang out but now it's and you're just tired you just want to shut it down yeah
2: yeah but everybody that's been there definitely appreciates the work you put in yes it was a great event i've only been to one but it was great it was definitely yeah, memorable that, time it was also the first ever MMA event krill has ever been to
0: fan media doesn't matter so for him he just kept pointing up things like yo look, 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 look at that i'm like yeah that's that's normal whether it's regional pros or whatever he's like i didn't think it'd be like yeah. that though for You're him right. he was like a kid in a candy store
1: well the what's the ufc tagline as real as it gets mm-hmm. so the like i'm i sit uh I don't even have like a seat. Sometimes I'll stand way in the back and watch from there. I'm, I'm all over the place. But I remember in Niagara Falls, I sat beside Jason and Josh for the majority of the of the, uh, the events. Yeah, I'd get up and I'd have to go pay the guys afterwards. So I'd get up and run back to the medical room and, and do that. But um, Matt Special was fighting um, Ruslan, Ruslan Zada. And Matt was like just beating the dog shit out of this guy. <laughs> he hit him with an elbow. Like his, he, uh, the kids better Ruslan's back was up against the cage. Matt pushed off of him and elbowed him in the face. And this big splatter of blood came flying and it hit me right in the hand. Thankfully he didn't fuck my suit up, but he got me you know, <laughs> in my hand. and that, that was it for me. That was like, fuck me. Like you're not, you, you don't see that on TV. You don't, you can't get, you have to be sitting right where I'm sitting yep. to get that. So that's, um, I, like Krill, I even had moments like that. No, so, that, was
2: the, that was another super, super cool thing too, because we were so close to the ring. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. Yeah, that you, was that was an you, awesome experience. So you yeah, know like he did Jay told me that another event's going on. I'm like, oh what when can we get in? And it's like BC. I'm like, ah.
1: <laughs> I know. I don't think we'll see. Um I don't know. I'm hopeful that we can do some stuff here in Ontario as early as September um, with no fans. Um, I'm very confident that we'll be able to end the year um, with
0: a full packed house. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice, especially if it's uh, in this province somewhere. That'd be, I was going to say, better. just not in Ontario, probably. Don't say no, things right. like that. I. <laughs>
1: what? That's I haven't heard a whole lot from uh, from the Yankee, but it's negative. <laughs> I
2: mean, look, look at the
0: last however long. Y'all are still like the most locked down, aren't you? Yes. yes. Okay, so
2: where's the lie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm you not mean saying you I, don't, I don't hope that you do. I'm just saying I, it doesn't seem promising.
1: I'm, I like to lean on the positive side of things. I'm confident and I'm positive that we might yes. get to have a fight in Ontario in September. And I'm positive,
2: thinking right. positive. I really think and hope so too, because uh, whatever plan Rob Ford just put out—Rob uh, Ford, oh sorry, Doug Ford, sorry, my bad, <laughs> I mixed them up. Whatever plan Doug Ford just put out for the next three months or whatever, um, I hear that people in Parliament are not happy, or the, and people on the street are not happy, so they're pushing to um, fast forward it a bit more too. So. Well, I'll
1: tell you who's not happy, and that's me, because I'm. There's no chance that I'm going to mm-hmm. wait till July to get a haircut.
2: <laughs> wow, this- you're still that locked down. Oh, you yeah. don't even want know, know. Jeez, yeah,
1: can't get a haircut.
0: It's there's pic- there's pictures.
2: There's pictures of Doug Ford getting a haircut, and everybody's going crazy. Oh, it's essential for you, but it's not essential for us.
1: <laughs> and it's not even so much about like like how bad my hair is. It's like how many. If you, I don't even know the answer, but how many people are employed in in the the hair, the barbershops, the, the slums. my mom, you know yeah, what I mean. Girl's mom. yeah. So that that one hits you right, like right, right, close to home. So how oh, many yeah. people are not working
2: for a minute?
0: Yeah, but through the whole pandemic, his hair stayed fresh. He gets a fresh <laughs> cut whenever he needs one.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna hate me, him for I'm that. Gonna, before I go out west, I gotta hit the black market and get a get lined up a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get on the dark web, something, something up. Something. Yeah,
2: are they open in, in BC? I mean, we can talk off air. I might have a hookup. <laughs> <laughs> are they uh, Are they open in BC? Yeah, they're open to a degree.
1: Like their patios are open and stuff like that. Oh like, wow!
2: Yeah, no, but like yeah. the
1: hairdressers. Are hairdressers
2: open? Oh, well, I don't know. Oh. Well, if the patios are, I would imagine the hairdressers. Guess, should, where am I going to eat?
1: Where am I going to drink? I'm there for like forty hours. I need to figure out those two essential things, and that'll
0: be it for me. <laughs> On, then, on on the, sorry go ahead finish
1: i'm coming in like like late 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 thursday night and i'm deacon right after the show my flight is on
0: saturdays 11 p.m 11 oh 32. shit yeah you're not hanging out for shit hey eh? you're getting the hell out of there and back home too
1: busy man i i uh, how
2: does sorry how does that work to you i'm sure you figured it, you, you've looked into it by now how does it work within the country now that you're going to go to bc are you coming back to a hotel for two weeks or how does oh, that yeah. gonna work
1: coming straight home baby
2: <laughs> <laughs> but i mean do they require you is that is no. that is that what no, think the
1: hotel the hotel um the hotel thing is just if you fly um international if fly. so if <clears throat> if i was um yucking it up in ohio and i flew home,
2: <laughs>
1: and i flew home to toronto um i would have to go to the the hotel for i think it's a minimum of three days if you've provided a certain amount of negative tests or whatever but um, what some of those folks are doing, and, and Dougie's not too thrilled about it, but people will fly to Buffalo and just walk across the bridge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually gone. saw that the other day that Buffalo is like the, the busiest airport for coming into Ontario now.
1: Yeah, of course it is. Like people aren't stupid, right? Like there's, there's always a way around something. Mm-hmm. You know, just people have to start to figure it out. <laughs> so that's all. But yeah, I don't know what the scoop is out west. Um, I do know that the patios are open.
0: And that's important to you.
1: Yep. Man's got to eat. <laughs> I but,
2: think I think we're looking at four people at a table in, what did it say? August? End of August?
0: What? No, in Ontario,
2: soon. they're looking at having four people at a patio I table.
1: I think it's much sooner than that. Um, I might be I think, mixing stuff up. With, yeah. but he, he also rolled back on a couple things immediately upon blurting them out the last time he was giving us a bunch of new rules. Like, people aren't going to they're not gonna just um, sit in their house all summer long. Like you
2: should have seen. Well, we really did the one summer, right? Enough is enough. That's
1: why they're not doing it again. Like my um, my community here. I live in Dundas, so I don't know if you guys know where that is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah. So I've got a, my little my. There's a crescent. I live on a court that, att- that attaches to a crescent. So we have this group, like WhatsApp chat. It's a wicked neighborhood. All their kids hang out and shit. So, somebody chimed in on the chat last night that, uh, oh, so and so bought fireworks. We're going to meet at the park in 20 minutes. So, literally, the whole fucking neighborhood went over there to watch fireworks in the park. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit. They were like, like this is time. It's time to get back to reality here. And I already had a couple buddies over from uh, like their families that come over just for the backyard. And we all went over there. And it, it, it reminded me of when I was partying there in high school. <laughs>
0: Um, with your, uh, actually, can I say what your nine to five is on here? Or is it so I don't yeah, think yeah, you're yeah. Okay. It's yeah, so. probably
1: not nine to five, but. Yeah, uh, I guess
0: not. Right. But, uh, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. You work in real estate. Are you an agent or you a realtor? What, what exactly would, would it be?
1: Yeah. I'm a real estate agent.
0: Yeah, Real estate agent. Okay. So <clears throat> how does that work? Like, is like the big differences with showing houses or is it just wear your masks? Uh,
1: yeah, I wear the masks, uh, the house, like there's no open houses anymore. So that was a pretty um popular thing to do on a saturday sunday afternoon was just you know the agent would park his ass there and random people would come check the house out um so it's all like private showings and stuff now but yeah everybody that comes in is masked up it's the agent plus two prospective buyers no kids um masks and sanitizer provided at the door
0: um other than that it's been it's the same same stuff and what is uh i mean uh, uh, being the in the industry you in, and i'm not that far from you kitchener i'm sure you know what that shit is like now the the price of housing goes up fucking every 20 minutes um is there uh has there been a, a decrease for like where wherever you're selling areas you're selling in in terms of home buyers because of all the hoops they have to jump through like even you know you can't bring your kids Now you gotta find a babysitter to go look at a house
1: Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, how, in some cases, how they've done it, they'll wheel up in the minivan, they got their 15 kids in the back, dad will get out and come lap through the house with me and then, then he'll swap out, mom will come in. Um, But it's just where we've all, everybody's been adjusting in different ways. So um, whether it be while the kids are at daycare, I'm showing more houses during the day than, than I ever have before. Hmm. um and that could be for that reason with the daycare but could also be people just starting to skip out on work um to go check it out usually it's an evenings and
2: weekends thing um what about doing... a what about a virtual 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 tour yeah virtual tour things
1: yeah You're using those? those yeah so uh, on our on all of our listings we we provide a virtual tour um and they're some people just they need to be in the house to look
2: at it, um, but it's well, definitely it's definitely hundred percent better mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, in. a lot
1: of my a lot of my buyer clients they will utilize that, especially uh, right now. Those that are very concerned about things, they mm-hmm. won't. They will. They will um, they'll only look at virtual tours, and they'll only go look at houses that they are satisfied with the virtual tour. So nice. that that helps me a lot too, because that just I don't have to take them to. 38 different houses. It may just be eight.
0: <laughs> is it uh, a little harder to, uh, to really like close the deal, not even close the deal, but get people excited with a virtual tour?
1: Um, no, a virtual tour to, it, it might amplify things. Like they, you can see pictures and go, "Oh, this place is really nice. And then you see a virtual tour and you go, wow, this place is really nice. Like we got to go check that out. I don't know. Nobody has, has like offered out a property simply because they've, Enjoyed the virtual tour they they always physically go through the house because you don't know there's cracks in certain places or yeah. or whatever right so you got to get in there and really
0: lay
2: eyes on. it helps stuff. to narrow the search though right you know what yes, i mean
0: absolutely yep and what about uh inspectors and stuff too when people are getting to the point of closing and they want people into inspections for whatever it may be uh does that is it delayed now is it like is there How a is longer it time I feel bad for those dudes because the,
1: they those guys are begging people to to get their houses inspected because the market's so scorching hot. Um, people are putting an offer on a house that's uh, conditional on a home inspection. Um, you're not going to get a house that way. You you have to get it pre-inspected um same with your financing you got to get mortgage pre-approval mm-hmm. um all that stuff ahead of time because if you have an offer on the table that's conditional on anything you're likely uh, in second place because somebody's going to have a big wallet and a firm deal and that's what the seller's going to take because they don't want any
0: bs with uh with the inspection are you uh familiar with what's going on in the like, Kitchener waterloo area right now with the price of housing yep i figured you would be um well with that like what is 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 that a market that you're into? Are you selling in this market?
1: I've got clients that that are buying out there. Um, we'll eventually sell some stuff out there when they when they go to buy it. But we have people like leaving this area, heading that way
0: because housing's already more expensive there.
1: Uh, we're they just deemed, and I read this the other day. Hamilton is the third most expensive place to buy a house in North America. What? Yes. I've heard that. Do you know why? Yeah, because people are spending big money on places they shouldn't be spending big money on. (laughs) Dude, it's it's wild. Some of the numbers that are getting tossed around for some places that are like mediocre at at best. Um, But I mean, Upper
2: Hamilton is nice, yeah. But like, when once you're down the hill, there, it's down the hill. But that's the thing, and
1: that's why. Like Dundas is Dundas is a very um, highly sought after area there's no room for expansion where this town is as big as it's going to get. And we've got several different pockets that, that back on a conservation and and the schools are good, yada, yada, yada. So supply and demand really drives the number up um, here. Ancaster is similar. So that's uh, yeah, I I can definitely see your point like downtown Hamilton um, it's getting better, but it's certainly not, um, not the the best place to to be, but there's some nice pockets down there too. Really. And people are doing a lot of great work inside the house. Like the, the renovations are doing are really, really
0: sharp because they're larger, larger houses already to begin with, but they've just run down. Is that that what you're saying? The
1: way that, the way that people are spending their money, especially this past year, they haven't been able to travel or anything. So Mm they have invested their money into their house. And, um, and the some of the stuff that people are able to do these days, whether they're doing it themselves or having a contract to do it, it's it's really, really nice. Oh. And um, and that's where the number comes in. You could buy a place for five hundred thousand that needs two hundred grand worth of work, or you can buy a place that oh. someone bought for five, spent two hundred on for eight fifty.
0: Hmm. Right. I- in uh, Dundas, H- Hamilton, I actually just said the third most expensive or, or highest price, whatever. Um, I would assume this is a thing just like here that the the offers are coming in way over asking price. Yep. <laughs> you sound really, real okay with that.
1: No, well, not really because my role in my within my team, so I work with my dad and my brother. Those two are like the listing agents and I'm the buyer agent. So... I'm often getting my teeth kicked in because the number I'm not going to tell somebody just like, yeah, you're going to need 1.3 million to get this place, but it's only worth a million, right? Like I'm, I'm not going to encourage them even though it's super easy for me to spend their money. I'm not going to encourage them to overbuy because if the market takes a shit next week, Mm -hmm. those people are a heap of trouble. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, so no, I don't love it when the, when the, the, there's multiple offers and the number gets way out of hand. Um, it just it is what it is and and the good news is is that we're we're in sometimes in these battles and we're winning and we're getting good numbers for them and and the last three deals that i've done um myself we're all uncontested and at asking price so um if you you just got to find the right place that's the right fit for the people and hope it's not for somebody else
0: and i keep uh reading and hearing that uh people say, Oh, the, the market's going to crash sooner or later. And then all these houses, especially water, region, the price are going to come way down. People are going to lose their shirts, all this shit. Now I don't, I don't know anything about that. Right. So I don't know whether that's true or not, but uh, what would be, first of all, is that a thing that'll happen? Do you think, or is it once the price is there, the price is there, it's not going to come back down.
1: Yeah. There might be a leveling off. Um
0: but it's and not going to come back down.
1: I can't imagine it's going to crash because the government, the government's not going to let that happen, um, right? Especially right now with so much moving, moving and shaking going on, um, people are going to be mortgaged to the tits. And if, if things go sideways, the government's going to be left with, uh, and the banks too, they're going to be left with a, owning a bunch of houses that didn't plan on owning, um, and that's that doesn't work well for their bottom line. So I think that. Like people are, the number, the banks are giving out lots of money with low interest rates. Um, but if you look back, the interest rates were way higher and the numbers that the bank was given it were far less. So it's kind of the same, like even if you look at it that way, it's kind of even. So they're not going to let things get out of hand and then, and people not be able to afford to, to stay there.
0: So say it, say it plateaus even, what are the, the negative effects of that? for either the, you know, the, the, the person in your shoes, the, the home seller, uh, whatever the person's position may be in that transaction, what will they care? What are the negative effects when it plateaus?
1: Um, well, I think that people that were, um, on like a bridge buying a bridge home. Mm. So let's say, I don't know. So let's just say, for example, um, there's a family with with one child and mom's pregnant, okay?
0: Okay.
1: And the kids too. So they buy like a medium-sized, a smaller, medium-sized home. Their plan is to have two or three or like three or four kids total. Mm-hmm. So that, that house is going to be too small for them. So if things plateau, they won't have, and they, they go to sell it, they're only going to get, you know, roughly the same amount that they paid for it. So they're not going to earn any of that, that equity that they paid, they paid some mortgage down, but they're not doubling up on the more, on the equity side of it as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that would be a bit of a challenge, um, I think. But overall, I think a plateau is probably gonna be welcomed by a lot of people. Um, it definitely can't slide because people will start to
0: panic. Right now for resale value in these markets that are real hot, the, the price tags real high. Uh, what's obviously it's it depends on the person's situation, but for resale value, what's a better purchase a freestanding home or like a condo?
1: Um, I personally depends on the type of condo, but I personally would say freestyle home because um, I don't like condo fees.
2: Um, I was gonna say the same thing, yeah, they always go
1: up are... like condo fees never go down, they're they're always gonna go up every year, they're gonna go up higher and higher. And if you're in like a building, like a, an apartment style condo and you have underground parking, your fees are gonna be through the roof because they to maintain and, and repair underground parking is insane. Um, huh. So I would probably look at first a freehold townhouse um, where your fees might be a hundred bucks a month um, to have the road plowed and stuff like that. Um, otherwise I would buy a
0: uh, a detached home. Detached home. Look at that. We're handing out real estate advice in the building downtown. Whoever would have thought this day would come.
1: That's what happens when we get old.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this show is definitely not for 21 and under. That's right. Not this episode. Uh, well, we've uh, we've picked your brain about BTC. We've uh, picked your brain about your job. Now let's have some fun. You also fancy yourself a top head. Finally. Now, well, yeah. <laughs> now now we got to what you've been waiting for. Uh I, I it's funny because today i was thinking like when the hell did we first start start talking about hip-hop and from what i can remember it was that versus dmx versus snoop dog thing no and dmx oh. just fucking passed away and i was like <laughs> damn that's that's crazy because uh, uh i don't know it's just crazy to think dmx is gone right like it's, he's he's too young he's not and he's not supposed to go out like that not yet um So talking about that, going thinking back to that conversation, I was like, "Oh, okay, he's not listening to whatever bullshit they got on the radio these days and called hip hop. He he knows some hip hop." So, before before we get in this conversation, let's see what kind of hip hop fan you are. If it's for some reason you have a five disc CD changer in your car, I don't know, it's two thousand one or something. (laughs) What what are the five albums hip hop albums that are in that changer?
1: I don't know. Somebody it might have been you. I can't remember who it was, but somebody had like somebody tweeted that out. a while ago. Um, and I got in on that. And I think about that all the time because it changes. But um, if I'm not mistaken, I had Red Band, Muddy Waters, um, West Side Connection, Bow Down, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, um, 2001.
0: Okay. Um, what am I leaving out here? Any NOS, any J... I've-
1: Jay Z, I think a black album for, for sure, but I'm leaving out some. Like, there's I don't go anywhere without without something to do with Wu Tang at some at some level. So I don't know whether that would be to Method Man's "Tikal" or
0: Thirty Six Chambers. Nice um, shit, okay, I like it. I now I know now I know what we can talk about. Those are good answers. Yeah, I like yeah, that was a good answer. Yeah, that was a good. There was no right or wrong answer except for when it's the wrong answer.
1: There, yeah, it's I don't know. It's really hard too because. Um, Eminem's first LP was, was one of my favorites too. There's so many of them. I would need one of those books like fuck the the case. I remember
0: those with the vinyl, the the, the plastic pages, you fill them with burn CDs, just ripping off the music industry. I was right there with you.
1: Yeah. That's the stuff that I need because it's so, so vast. um, What I like, it's, I like a lot of stuff and what I really like, or what I like, I really like,
0: you know. So you still you still uh, listen to like nineties hip hop or that type of hip hop for the most part? Not a big fan of what's going on today.
2: Um. Yeah, if no. you would have said like I like got Takashi in my CD player, I would have.
1: Just... <laughs> <laughs> I would just hang up immediately. Get the fuck would, out of
2: here! Yeah, I wouldn't know what to say, man. I'd just freeze. No, up it's. Probably.
1: I don't. Um, I'm not. I'm hoping to not turn into that like like my dad when when I was listening to stuff like I'll turn that shit off I gotta have slip knot on or something turn <laughs> shit off, it's just noise I don't want to turn into that guy um the the stuff today is like lyrically it's garbage um like absolute garbage I don't I don't hate the production and some of the beats that are that are some of these guys are making but um the you, I, there's no chance you can listen to it for the words and like
2: there's a few but they're um, they're not making it big for some reason. Well, it's I, yeah, we there's tons of them. There's we can No, but I mean down. like there's uh, there's Dave East who's been backed up by Nas, right? Which is a pretty big deal, right? And he's done well, but he hasn't done like the Rat Takashi, which is weird, you know what I mean? I guess it's See, just kids based and it's you know.
1: It, Davies is a good example because um um I was talking to Adam Asenza probably a couple years ago now and and I think he was bumping something and I and I was like yo, look and who's this and he's like oh me this is Dave East and, and the boy's nice so I went home <laughs> and I'm looking and looking I'm like yo Dave East is nice man this is good I like this a lot and and uh, that's just he's just that's how he's gets his popular like Papoose is kind of the same way like he he's not super commercial um, I really like Papoos mm. um, Cassidy went was like hunting for a minute and then he fell off I don't know where he's at and I think he's just doing battles and stuff now. yeah he is and they're yeah. terrible
2: I I mean his Barbar- Barbarian mixtape Barbarian isn't bar you know what I mean a Barbarian mixtape was good I like that but other than that I haven't heard anything nice from Cassidy for a while
0: mm. his battles are not great either
2: no. I don't know I like the disaster battle but I guess that was years and years ago <sighs>
0: Uh, have you checked out any news uh, battles, Rob? No, I,
1: and um, I think I saw something on your feed at, about some about a battle or something. And I thought, fuck, that'd be kind of neat to check out something like that. Because I, um, I don't know, and I just see shit that, like randomly that comes up online, and I'll check it out. And some of these guys are—that's the shit's funny. A lot of the stuff is funny, and that's yeah i just i love listening to the shit and especially in the battles and just start buckle over laughing at the dumb shit that these guys say it's hilarious
2: you need to look up red flag you could be his uncle
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i should, if that's a compliment or not it's not it's not, it's not, not a like, bad thing no
0: i love red flag he's one of my favorites but i mean <laughs> like visually like you could be really yeah to yeah, the yeah. And, and he is a funny battle rubber
1: Hilarious. I had a I used to make like CDs back in the day when you were able to do that. And my my um, my DJ name was DJ Red Springs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is awesome. See? <laughs> yeah. Red, way red back. flag a lawyer too or something? Yeah, no, or Yeah. yeah, he he is.
0: Flag, yeah he's, he's a lawyer, a lawyer yeah. 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 Um so so that your DJ thing was that like were you let legit like DJing or were you just yeah. making burnt fucking CDs? I just make mixtapes, like just compilations tr- of tunes I liked. Is there any blending or mixing or just... Nothing. Just Song same. one, song two, song three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Dude, I miss yeah. those
2: days, though.
0: That, that was, like, the most
2: fun thing to do.
1: Yeah, and everyone kept stealing my stuff because they were all... I always made good ones. They just kept taking
0: them. Yes, Fucking... Uh, that's hilarious. <coughs> you even gave yourself a, a, a DJ name off of that. No, I
1: you think I'm going to give myself that. <laughs> name somebody gave me that
0: name oh someone gave it to you that makes it even better that's what i'm saying
1: oh my god
0: that makes yeah. it even better where is it were you ever interested in trying to get into any sort of creating hip-hop content
1: i'm not creative enough to be yeah. honest with you um i would love to like the 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 turntables and that whole thing is fascinating to me i love watching that stuff um and all different varieties of music too like um electronic and stuff like that I, i'm fascinated by what the, the noise that can come out of that machine mm. even i'd like to dabble try to make beats or watch like with timberland stuff with making his watch him make his beats and shit like that that stuff's really interesting to me i just don't have that creative bone in my body to come up with something that i didn't just hear 10 minutes ago
0: are you more into uh lyrical ability or beats both
1: man like um i like i've got a, a long list of producers that i like listening to their stuff and i have a really long list of of uh of mcs that i like to listen to um but the guys like this it's there's many different tiers as you guys probably well know um with with lyrical skills and there's the a plus group and then it just falls off um i think anyways Uh, But no, I really like, um, I like the the lyric side of things, but if I can't, if I'm not bumping to the beat, I'm probably not really focused on what they're saying. I'm just
0: skipping. That's fair. Who's, uh, who are some people that you like that are maybe not as famous? Is there anyone like that or most of them pretty much superstars? King Crooked. Who? King Crooked? Pink Crooked? King
2: Oh, Pete Crooked, Crooked Eye. I think Crooked said Eye, Pink? yeah, that's Crooked. What said. Jason, I was
0: like, wow, man. Like, who the hell's pick Crooked? Crooked Eye, okay. Crooked
2: yeah. Eye is pretty big, though.
0: Yeah, Slaughterhouse, Slaughterhouse, Eminem features. But I get what you're saying. He's not exactly out there, Our like
1: commercially. Commercial. You
2: don't hear him on the but radio. That's what I'm saying. You don't hear people like Crooked. Like I mean, Crooked's been around forever, and he had his hits but you don't see them and then it's not that they're necessarily lacking the material. Some of the stuff is uh, full of substance and it's catchy and it's good and it's good quality, but then you still hear out of tune, shit over drill beat that no one understands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he would probably that's see, and I only got turned on to him um, I'll never forget this one too, but Paul Jalbert, who's Ascension's coach, him and I were in Windsor for our show whenever the hell we were doing our show in Windsor we were going to um, Tony Laramie, um, T.J. Laramie's gym, and he's—we're driving in the car, and I'm just like, "Oh, who the fuck is this?" And he's like, "What do you—you don't know who this is?" I'm like, "No." He goes, it's "Fucking Crooked Eye, King Crooked, whoever." <laughs> so I like, wrote a note in my phone, and then when I went home, I went—I um, just was, went deep on him and with Joel Ortiz and the slaughterhouse guys like that. I really, really. Focused on that stuff for a long time. Listen to those dudes for a long time. If
2: Joe Budden wasn't in there, that could have been a great thing.
1: (laughs) He seems to really enjoy self
0: sabotage, doesn't he? Oh, he loves to fuck his life up
2: twice in a row in a decade. He fucked up two great things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He he Um, loves to fuck his life up. He just fucked up his whole podcast deal.
2: That's what I'm saying. Slaughterhouse and the podcast. Those are two great things that could have, you know what I mean? That he had.
0: Yeah. Early in his career, when at Jay Z, brilliant. This isn't going to go how you think it's going to, man. I
2: mean, go big or go home. I yeah, guess. And he went home. He went home, man.
0: <laughs> he went all the way home. Fucking bags packed. So, Rob, say you're the, uh, I know you're, you're not into, like, battle rap, like, actual battle rap, but the versus battles, I know you check those out. Say you're the, yeah. the matchmaker for that. Who are, who are some you would put together? Even if it's some people who have already been involved in past ones, but you'd match them up against someone else.
1: Well, I think the one that like the easiest one to to spit out would be Jay and Nas. Uh-huh. That would be the easiest. I don't think we'll ever see it. Hell no.
2: Uh, think- you think Nas has a chance though? With all the commercial- I don't, get,
1: I don't do, do you guys actually like grade those things when they're happening? No.
2: No, but at the same time, have you seen the uh, DMX and the Snoop Dogg
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: When you when you would think that DMX is a superstar, right? And then uh, Snoop plays his hits, and DMX couldn't match it. It's just an interesting thing to see. Yeah, but but that was
1: they they shouldn't have never been paired up to begin with, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I I actually thought that DMX could have kept up, and after seeing that, I was just like, "Oh no, not even close."
1: Yeah, it was. It wasn't. Yeah, that's that wasn't fair. I think DMX and Busta Rhymes would have been good. Um, That's a good point. I would yeah,
0: see that Be energetic. Yeah, yeah. they like to yell? They like to yell.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of who who I would like to see. I think I would like to see something like um, like Big Daddy Kane and Rakim maybe. That'd be fun. Like that I would take it away like go, I'd go back to the early days. KRS one and, and either of those two guys. Something like that. Um, I think that
0: those would be better. I'm trying. To yeah, of- one
2: would probably convince you that he won.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's uh, I'll just throw some names at you. Tell me who you'd match yeah. up against. Ice Cube. Yeah.
1: Oh fuck, that's a good one. Because um, they're all the stuff in there, right? Like so the writing, producing, and and um, MC, right? So, fuck, who would he go up against?
2: That's a hard one, man. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a hard one. Maybe him and Busta rhymes,
2: because he—I uh, mm-hmm. don't think Busta would keep up. Maybe, no, but but... I'm just not big on Busta. So I'm biased on that one already.
0: Who do you put against Dre then, though?
2: Ooh, probably Snoop. <laughs> Have them do the features.
1: <laughs> well, because Dre is more producer than he is, uh, like he would just play 2001. Yeah, right. and it's game over. Press right press. and
2: that's
0: all he needs right
1: <laughs> you know so who would, who would Dre go against that would be I would probably go find another producer that MCs as well but produces mainly Timberland Walcliffe let me see what does he rap on hey, Timberland? Timberland yeah are Walt you Cliff. kidding
2: me
0: oh my gosh he's got a couple albums
1: hmm. yeah, I mean answer. not
0: like bangers or whatever but uh, if you're talking more about production then
2: no, we're talking about the the whole thing, the the, the crossover, of the right? Of being MC and a producer, that's what I was trying to say. Mm. That's what I'm saying. One Woncliff is the only one that comes to mind that could maybe keep up the trade, being an MC and a producer. You know.
1: What well, do you think
2: about they? They've been talking about. I don't know if it's a. Oh, sorry for stopping you, but I don't know if it's a rumor or not. But uh, on there was stuff on the internet that I've seen of uh, Fifty Cent and Game having a versus. <clears throat>
1: That'd be pretty cool, but I think Fifty would smoke them. Yeah. What about fifty
0: Ti? I don't think
1: I don't think TI is going anywhere right now.
2: (laughs) What do you do now? Oh the whole under each oh the, uh, the girls thing I don't, okay. I don't think
0: they're booking him right now. But I, maybe thought, I thought there might have been a new a new thing that he did. No, but there have been more and more and more of those coming out. Good. He doesn't stuff. have
2: many, but he when he gets one, he gets one, eh? Yeah, He's, he really likes to either thirty automatic burners all. or selling kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, TI. What about group wise for a versus? Like okay, here we go. You're you're fucking you're your guys, Wu Tang. Yeah, who do you put them against? Um, and it has to be things that at least
2: to majority of the
0: group are involved in the song. Versus, you know, it could be a West Side Connection or something because their shit was all three of them in every single song. But you yeah, know,
1: that I, like right off the bat, but I thought that was low hanging fruit. Considering I put both of those,
0: yeah, exactly. Place. That's why you can't use it. So you got to come up with something. I'm not about it. Use that one. Um,
1: uh, let's see. Uh, 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 uh. I knew, it, I knew these fucking questions were coming and I should have been more prepared. <laughs> I, was, I was literally going to put if I didn't have to go get fucking ice cream, I was going to do like right on my whiteboard here, put the top five because I knew that question was coming. <laughs> um, what group would I put up against Wu-Tang and a versus? Um, Somebody well.
0: got the Jeopardy theme song handy? I got a uh, good who? suggestion. Did, I said, "Is somebody of the Jeopardy theme song handy?"
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, who do you? Where, where do you? Where what else group has eleven members? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of got uh, to be sure Tribe called Quest. To be honest. Ooh, tribe! That's a nice one. I would only think of boot camp, but they don't they didn't get enough material to keep up. Yeah. Enough hit material.
1: The tribe would keep up, and and I think in a lot of circles,
0: tribe probably beats them. Tribe.
2: No, I was saying boot camp, but tri- Ooh, tribe, said yeah.
0: tribe, though. Yeah, tribe's a good call. Boot camp was the only one I could really think of, too, because it's like, fuck, I think I think one we don't need that we don't think we need, but would end up being pretty dope would be the roots. Yeah, who do sure. they go against?
1: I don't know. Can we just have a one hour special of only them?
0: <laughs> That's excellent. Black right.
2: Thought versus the world.
0: The world's going to fucking burn. <laughs> All right, Rob, before we let you get out of here, um, I know you, uh, you're part of a d- bunch of different corporations, companies, whatever you want to call them. Uh, anything you want to plug before you let you go?
1: Definitely um, BTC10 um, or BTC X, as we're calling this one. We don't have like a flashy nickname for it, just X. Um, so check that out July 5th, btcfight.ca slash live. Um, like I said, I think it's 19 or 24 uh, 99 right now, it'll go up 10 bucks um, as we inch closer to the fight. So go there and you can support any of the athletes that are on the card. You can, you can click their name and they'll get a, a piece of that action. Um, pardon me. So please check that out. And, and I'm already working on the July show um, in a location to be determined. Um, well, I know where it is, but to be announced, I think is probably the, the right way to say it. Um, so that'll look for that mid July um ish and yeah if you're looking to buy or sell or uh invest in real estate that's uh that's my jam so i'd be happy to help you out there um so you can follow me on instagram robert j beavers two for btc robert beavers real estate um for obviously real estate um questions or uh or what have you If, if you're you know looking for looking to fight don't know how to get into it i'd be more than happy to sort of Put point you in the right direction, but um, outside of that, my family, man, that's basically all the stuff I got going on: buying and selling houses, matching fights, and and, uh, changing diapers. Life is good.
0: Life is nice. (laughs) All right, Rob, thanks a lot for your time. We'll be doing this again for damn sure. I hope the show goes off, you know, without. I hope all eleven fights come through. We keep white knuckling through it.
1: Yeah, we're almost there, my man. I appreciate you guys giving me the the time to chat about it and uh, and mix in all the other fun stuff
0: too. Um, it's been a blast. I appreciate it. Right, well,
2: thanks man. for coming through, man.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. For Rob Weavers, Amy Barton, Krill Kasaski I'm Jay Kelly. This is the Building Downtown. We out. Peace. The building downtown. Building downtown. Building downtown. Building downtown.